1: Sides were taken over. Confession of faith together. It's right there on the screen. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just a second, church. You ought to be excited about this week. I said, you ought to be excited about it. Do I need to keep reminding you? I'm just going to put it in front of you. Matter of fact, before I preach, if you need a miracle, come touch this. Because this is evidence. Just get out your seat and come touch it. Because this is proof. Somebody say, there's proof in the room. There's proof. There's some proof in the room. I know God can do it. There's some. There's some proof in the room. There's proof in the room. Proof in the room. Somebody holler, there's proof in the room. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. They said they weren't going to approve you. Watch this week. They said you weren't going to get the job. Watch, watch this week. There's proof in the room. They said you were going to have diabetes until you died, but there's proof in the room. God Almighty. Don't you be scared. If you need it, come... That's proof in the room. Take a 10 second praise break right there. Just take 10 seconds and praise him right there. Ah. My God. All right. Psalm 11 and three. <laughs> Psalm 11 and three. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. All right, all, right, all, right, all, right, all right. Psalm 11 and 3. Proof in the room. To every doubter who said, you crazy. They about to see your proof. To every person who tried to talk you down saying you want too much. You trying to do too much. You expect too much. There's proof in the room. Psalm 11 and 3. If the foundations are destroyed, what you going to do? Say, my foundation matters. I'm going to read it again. If the foundations are destroyed, what can those who are in right standing, that's what righteous means, what can those who are right standing do? Lay your hands on yourself, say, in 2019, the foundation of every relationship is going to be strong no bad relationships of any kind no mess no drama no leeches no judases 2019 is my year of manifestation there's proof in the room in jesus name father speak to us now taylor may customize this word for us your people do what you do when you do how you do when you do when you do do, how do how you do when you do because you do it so good In Jesus' name, everybody in the church said amen. 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 I want you to tell somebody on your left and your right the title for the day. Just say, neighbor. "Neighbor." It's a prophetic song. song. Say, it came out years ago. Say, Zap and Roger taught us about computer love. love. Be seated. That's the best part. The Ch-ch-ch. Just give me that baseline. Let's go, let's go. Come on. I need y'all to get with me, 11 15. One time. One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. Y'all know that. Y'all didn't know he is, but y'all knew that. Watch this. I'm just joking. We are in a relationship revolution, and y'all, we need one. Have you looked at America lately? A relationship revolution is a sudden, complete, and drastic change in the way that we relate to one another. And today we're talking computer love, specifically relationships in a digital world. Our digital, social media, computer-driven, technologically advanced world has changed the nature of relationships. So I got two points today I want to drive home. Here's the first. Flawed foundations fail. Say flawed foundations. Flawed foundations fail. fail. In the song Computer Love, there's this line. You know I've been searching for someone. Who can share that special love with me? And your eyes have that glow. Could it be your face I see? On my computer screen. Shoo-boo-doo-boop. <laughs> doo boo bop. I want to love you. shoo <laughs> Somebody say doo-boop. In our digital world, because of how easy it is to connect and disconnect with people, there's often no real investment. You know why? Because we like, we share, then if we don't like them anymore, we unfollow and we block them at the touch of a button. Which means we often neglect the foundational work, which is the most important part of a relationship. Because relationships, hear me clearly, never fail midway through. They always fail up front and they fail when you're laying the foundation. Marriages don't fail five years in. They fail when you dated them and saw that they were sneaky and still married them. Come on here. Friendships don't fail down the road. They fail up front when you knew they couldn't be trusted yet. You let them in your car. Let them sit at your table. Relationships fail when you're laying the foundation. But in our computer love culture, we don't do the foundational work. We study their social media page. And you fall in love, watch this, with who they want you to see, not who they really are. So most of us, watch this, in any relationship type, we have met the character. We have not met the person. We have met who they're playing on a reality show, not the real person. Yeah, 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 Y'all not talking. And before you think, Bishop, I'm already mad. This doesn't apply to me. Oh, yes, it does. Because you've got to check that foundation year after year after year. Because here's what I found out. Foundations can get cracks in them. And when a foundation gets cracked, all you need is a little water to come in there and freeze. And then when it uh, falls out, it's going to crack your foundation. So you can think you're good, but you stopped doing what you did to get them. And so now your foundation is messed up. Y'all not talking to me. You, you went out of your way to love them up front. And now you feel satisfied because you think you got them. And so now you don't do what you did to get them to keep them. Y'all ain't got to say nothing to me. Preach, Bishop. Preach. I'll preach. If your foundation is flawed, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, I'm praying for my relationship. So what? The foundation's messed up. Uh, I'm fasting for my relationship. So what? The foundation's messed up. The Bible says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? In other words, watch this. It's a rhetorical question. It's really saying there's nothing you can do until you first fix the foundation. But here's what I love, y'all, is that if the foundation can be destroyed, that means that flawed foundations can be fixed because you cannot fix what hasn't been built in the first place. But you know what we got to admit? We got to admit it needs fixing. Fixing. Everybody under the sound of my voice, we have relationships in our lives right now where the foundation needs some fixing. And everybody in our lives, we're entertaining some people that we need to check the work we're doing on the foundation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what's the foundation, Bishop? The first thing in the foundation is the people in the relationship. You cannot have a healthy relationship with unhealthy people. You can't have a trusting relationship with untrustworthy people. You can't have a good relationship with people who are bad. You can't have a godly relationship with somebody that don't love God. Like, this just doesn't work that way. Somebody said, that's not how this works. You can't have a relationship that's focused on your future when what brought you all together was messy past. Y'all not talking. Say the foundation matters. Yeah. So, so watch this, watch this, watch this. To know their health uh, means to know their past. Think about it. When you go to a doctor, when you do your annual physical They ask you questions. Tell me about your family history. What kind of sicknesses and illness did your mama have, her mama have, is this in the bloodline? Is that in the bloodline? Why are they asking you all those questions? Because whatever has been in your past experiences, it explains your present condition. And you know what most of us don't do in our computer love culture is we never, ever check the credit. We never, ever check the history. We never check the past. And so you just think, oh, this is a good girl in a bad situation, or she's crazy. And for all the ladies who got quiet right there, uh, you just, are uh, this a madman. man? Don't nobody understand him, because he's loony and the tunes. And the tunes. Watch, watch. Not knowing the past of somebody can create a repetition of it, and it sabotages your relationship, because past experiences explain present conditions. You need to know, were they abandoned? Because if they were abandoned, they're gonna view relationships differently. They have learned how to survive, watch this, absent what you need. Come on here. <laughs> Which means you can say, baby, I don't know if this is gonna work. And they're like, I'm totally cool with they're not working because I've been doing me. It says, me, myself, and I. Because in the end, it's gonna, you know. They quote Beyonce, they ain't got scripture, they got her, watch. Were they they rejected? Rejected people like to preemptively reject other people. See, you see this happen in the Bible with Adam. Adam, watch this. He's got, and I've talked to you on this before. If you haven't got the message, the spirit of Lilith, please do yourself a favor and go listen to it. Because you still think Eve was Adam's first wife and she wasn't. Go get the message. I don't have time to reteach that. Here's what's significant. So Adam has been rejected by his first girl. His first girl's name was Lilith. Say Lilith. So now he's got Eve, who is a replacement to Lilith, but the issue is is that he's scared to lead her because of how he was rejected with Lilith. Mm. He's scared to be strong because his strength was treated poorly with Lilith. And so now he's got a rejection issue, which is the reason why you see him sitting watching his wife have a discussion she had no business having is because he's been rejected. And so since he fears rejection, he's silent when he needs to speak he's weak when he needs to rise up in strength so if you're dealing with somebody that's been rejected they have preemptive rejection which means i'm gonna quit you before you can quit me you need to know what are their family dysfunctions in a relationship you're not just in a romantic relationship it's not just them it's their whole family that you get in a relationship let me prove it to you because when there's an issue they're gonna call mom and them. when there's an issue they're gonna call i wish y'all would talk to me like you know what i'm saying is the truth it's not just them. It's their entire family. You need to know their dysfunctions. You need to know, watch this, what are their insecurities? What are their struggles? What are their trust issues? What do they lie about? Who do they submit to? Who do they honor? Who do they dishonor? Who do they run to? Watch this. If you meet somebody who is a dishonorable person, I'm here to tell you they will not honor you. You ain't got it that good. You ain't got that good loving. If you meet somebody that, watch this, dishonors their mama and dishonors their father and dishonors leaders and dishonors their word and doesn't keep their word, baby, you ain't nothing special. Hmm? Quiet in the church. Watch. You don't condemn them for their past because can we take a five-second break? We all got a pass. Some pass a one-sheet. Some past, you gotta staple some papers on them now. Somebody said we all have a past. Ten second praise break. Who can thank God that your past doesn't determine your future? <laughs> say my past doesn't determine my future. Let me go here. I may have done everything you said that I did, but I'm not who you say that I am. That was then and this is now. But I need to know where you've been to make sure I'm good with it. And many times in our computer love culture, we don't ask those questions. We're only concerned about now forward. But if you don't know where they've been, you have no clue why they are the way they are. So you see this principle in play even with Jesus and the 12 disciples closest to him. In Matthew chapter 10, we're not going to go there. You can look it up for yourself. It tells many of their past occupations. Why do you need to know their occupations if now they're with Jesus? Because now you'll understand the way they are the way they are. You'll understand why Peter is the way that he is. Peter's a thug where the thugs at at the level 15 and let me define thug cause some like I'm not a thug I just mean somebody that's a warrior for Jesus know. That's what they would say, I'm a gladiator yeah. baby I know how to fight I'm, look I may be looking cute in church today but don't mess with me I know how to stand flat footed and watch this I ain't even got to fight like this I'll fight with prayer I'll fight with praise I'll fight with worship watch watch Watch, 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 watch. But Peter is this way because he's a fisherman who's leading a group of other fishermen, which means he has to be strong and he has to be rough because that's the only way he can be for those he's leading. See, some people you be trying to have regular conversations with if it don't work. But, but when you talk rough, Ow! Why didn't you just say that? Some people don't understand English. They understand known tongues. You don't know what that is. Ask your (laughs) neighbor. Are you catching me, church? Huh? Watch, 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 watch. In Matthew 10, it tells their past occupations. It even tells their family histories. That's why the Bible gives you genealogies. And -and so-and-so begot. So on, so and so on, so on, so on, so and so, 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 so on, so on, so on, and you'll read two chapters of, 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 of genealogy. You'll be like, why is this in the Bible? Because God says, I need you to know why they are the way they are. Can I tell you, in Jesus' bloodline, y'all ready to shout? In Jesus' bloodline is a woman named Rahab, which means Jesus, check this out, Rahab, in case you don't know her story, Rahab was the town madam. Because case you don't know her story, everybody knew Rahab. Everybody knew where had. Why is that in her genealogy? Because Jesus, come here, Jesus was tempted with the same things that you and I were, so there needed to be somebody that was sexually promiscuous in Jesus' bloodline so Jesus could say, and I overcame that too. Do you not know you're sitting next to a curse breaker? Do you not know you're sitting next to the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline, you? Somebody say, I'm a curse breaker. A curse breaker. Watch. Watch. Watch this. It tells us their occupations, their family histories, because their past experiences explain their present conditions. You need to know the past of people you're in relationship with. And not, just, and not just romantically. In business. Like, if every business transaction has failed, you need to know that. If they've ruined everything they've ever touched, and then they want to run for political office, you need to know that. Say amen to that. You know that. You need to know the past of your friends. Friends. (laughs) Well, y'all want to do the whole song. You need to know that. Here's the second thing on the foundation. The first is the people. The second is the underlying justification. Why does this relationship exist? Most people never ask this question, so they waste time in relationships without clarity. You need to be very direct. Why does this exist? Why are we together? I just love you. That ain't a plan. You made me feel good. Listen, so does Tony, Tony, Tony. I just need to know. Because let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. How many of us, in our history of life, we've had relationship with folk, any type, romantic, any type, we've had relationship with folk where they watch this for a moment, they felt good, but they weren't for our good. We like hanging out with them. We like going to eat with them and all of that. But look, they did never come with no money. They never came to do right. They was taken from you, never helped, never... So sometimes they can make you feel good, but they're not good for you. Why does this relationship exist? I want to challenge you over the next seven days, because this might be somebody's miracle, is to ask everybody in your relationship, so why are we in relationship? Now, be prepared. For, hmm. I don't know. And that doesn't mean, watch this, that doesn't mean mean something negative necessarily. It means you need to do some foundational work because with all your computer love, you never stop to say, why? And if you do not have a strong why with people, when storms come, your what will fail? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If I don't have a why, I cannot make it work. Ah, if I do not have a why, I cannot make it last. And I think there's some people in here, let me talk to my married folk for a minute. Well, You need to be like Keith Sweat and make it last forever and ever and ever, but you can't do that if you don't deal with your foundations. Why? Do you bring out the best in me or do I have to pray just to deal with you? Y'all ain't gonna talk, so I'm gonna preach hard like I want to. L- listen, why are we together? Are we together because we had a baby? Come on here. Or are we together because you're who I really wanna be with and I wanna see you do better and you wanna see me do better? Why are we together? Why, 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 why? 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 Here's the third thing in the foundation the, the, it means, by definition, it's the lowest load bearing part of a structure. Normally, it's underground foundation. This building we're in, it's got a foundation. It's a concrete slab. got a foundation. I'm about. Okay? Here's what that means for us practically. It's our values. Our values are what we build everything in our life upon. What are values? They're non-negotiables. heres Let's be honest. Many times we don't have non-negotiables. Everything is negotiable. And let me prove it to you, especially for those of you who are judgmental about other people and what they tolerate. Sometimes you have to reap dealing with the stuff you criticize other people for dealing with. I would never deal with that. And you know, it's quiet up in the church. What are your non-negotiables? What do you say, there's no talking about this? See, for example, um, before I was a pastor, non-negotiable for me is God and church. You can't separate the two. So I don't miss church. That's me. I don't miss church only time I'm not here is if I'm preaching somewhere else and I'm still here because it's on video. So I'm here. I'm in church. Got it? That's my, that's my value. So if somebody coming into my life, talking about, well, let's just miss. I'm going to tell you when I'm going to curve. <laughs> you didn't think I knew, huh? I'm going to tell you when I'm going to miss you. You can go. Name says home. You can go. You hear what I'm saying? That's a non-negotiable for me non We ain't talking about it. Huh? But well, what are your non-negotiables? Or is everything negotiable? You only lied those seven times. I forgive you. Maybe that's okay for you. In the South, we had this saying, though. No. Omar, we had this saying. Commissioner, we got this saying. Um, if they lie, deal. and watch, watch the jump. And if they steal, it's the hugest jump ever, right? Like, how you go from, no, I didn't test the cookies, to you didn't hurt somebody? Watch, watch. What are your non-negotiables? Look at your neighbor asking the question. Say, what are your non-negotiables? Even for my married people, what are your non-negotiables? What are the things you don't negotiate on? Like how you treat one another when you're mad. Uh-huh. Does anything go? Is y'all's house like an episode of WWE wrestling? And y'all trying to tear one another down to see who can get down on the ground first? It's quiet in here. Or do you have a non-negotiable that says, baby, we can be angry, but the Bible says, let's not sin. So watch this. So there's some things that are not going to come out of my mouth about you, and there's some things that are not going to come out of your mouth about me. And when we're angry, if we can't say stuff that builds up, we need to shut shutup.com until we can talk right to one another because it's my job. Come here, as the husband to cover you, which means I can't cover you and curse you out at the same time. I can't cover you and kick you down at the same time. Which oh, I wish I had somebody. I can't do that. But you ain't going to do that to me. What are non-negotiables? When raising the kids, what are non-negotiables? Especially blended families. For blended families, the kids are your number one reason for divorce. The divorce rate for blended families, the numbers are so off the roof, they don't have them. 50% of first marriages, 62% of third, or second marriages, 73% of third marriages in the divorce. For blended marriages, they don't even measure it because it's impossible to get an accurate measurement because the numbers are significantly higher. But y'all never talked about, here are non-negotiables about raising the kids. So watch this. They're my kids. It got quiet right there. Says so a blended family, y'all need to know what are our non-negotiables. Are, 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 are these are these our children? Are we gonna raise them, or, or or is that your son? When you think I'm being too tough, okay, y'all 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 ain't talking to me, and I'm I'm really getting. Are these our children, or is it is? Are they mind when it's time to pay for stuff? And then when it's time for discipline, let them call their daddy. Well, listen, he ain't paid for nothing. So. but well, what are your non-negotiables? What are your, what are your non-negotiables about computer love, social media stuff? Do y'all share accounts? Separate accounts? Do y'all share DMs? Look at how silent the lambs got. (laughs) You're like, Bishop, stop giving her ideas. Stop it right now, sir. Please, sir, please, 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 please." Stop it, Bishop. But what are your non-negotiables? Okay, this is none of your business. This is mine, this is totally none of your business. This is my, my personal business. But I have room. So, a table. I'm gonna need to flip that phone over so I can see the phone. Like you don't get to flip the phone over. What you had? Huh? Huh? That's just me. You know, everybody operates from a different creed. What are your non negotiables? I want to challenge you, make a list. And to my single people, when you start having values, here's what your single friends are going to tell you you want too much, you expect too much. You can tell them, you can do your catfish thing. I'm after a shark. And sharks swim in deep water, which means I got to be strategic. Come on here. Which means I got to make sure that I am being focused. I'm not tolerating. I'm not going to let. And here's what some of your married friends will tell you, single folk. You want too much. Everything is about compromise. Yeah, but I'm not compromising about that. I ain't compromising about That. I'm not going to be married and miserable at the same time. I'm not going to like going to work more than I like being home. I want to be able to leave work and say, I can't wait to get to my wife. Because we're about to, whoo, child. It's finna be some loving in this church, house, excuse me. Not, oh God. Here she go. What, Well, you got to show the friend to your friends. Hey, hey, babe, hey, hey, oh, God, I didn't click on somebody's stream, what's this? Instagram was open, so somebody something. what's this? I'm not going to be married and miserable. I can do bad by myself, I don't need a co-worker, co-sign. To those of you who are in situations that are deemed, what's this, complicated. Can I go here for a minute? Can I go here for a minute? I know this is real preaching, and in most churches, we're not used to real preaching. We're used just love everyone. Just get love in your heart, brother. Just get love in your heart, man. Look, bro. Just love. That ain't a plan. Many people know the person Jesus, but they don't know his principles, so they never experience his power. Rewind, many people know the person Jesus, but they don't know his principles, so they never experience his power because the principles outweigh the personality. That's why Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom. Seek ye first my principles, not me. If you do what I say do, you'll experience what I want you to have. And I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied just knowing him. I want to know his principles. I want to know his ways. Come on here. I want to know why he does what he does what he does what he does. I want to make what's important to him important to me. What are your non-negotiables? Make a list. Married couples, make a list together. Single folk, make a list. And just make sure, watch this, you keep the stuff you wrote on the list. Listen, if you single talk about, I just want somebody with good finances, and yours ain't. I want somebody with a banging body. And you ain't quite shot off yet. I'm gonna need you to. Let me translate. I forgot, this is Denver. Banging body is an urban colloquialism which means they look very attractive physically. <laughs> Are you catching the point, church? Are you getting that? Whatever you want, you need to make sure you can deliver. That's the problem with computer love is we want a whole lot of stuff we don't deliver. I want somebody loyal. Are you loyal though? I want somebody that's gonna be my ride or die. Are you a ride or die? Translation, someone who will be with you to the end. They're like Chucky. They're your friend to the end. Here's the second point, and I'm done preaching. Are you getting some, church? Here's the second point. Who we pick matters a lot. Would you just indulge me for just a moment, please, please? Would you do it? Just say a lot. I just want you to say it like that so that you'll remember this point when you go home. Watch. A bad pick in any relationship type doesn't always mean the person is bad. Sometimes it's just a bad pick for you. In my bottle here, I've got some oil and vinegar. When you shake them together, it makes vinaigrette, not -er (laughs) vinaigrette. It's quiet in the church. Thank you for the one person being honest who's been mispronouncing that. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Lord bless you. You're at the restaurant. Let me get that vinaigrette. What what is that? What is that? You see how these two don't mix? Now, they're kind of together a little bit because we were shouting. (laughs) Y'all must be shouting hard, Harvest Worship. That was some hard shouting. Here's the only time they mix. When there's conflict, when there's controversy, when there's a storm. Most, I'm going to blow your mind with this. Most people have never learned how to love somebody outside of crisis. They met you in crisis. They know you in crisis. Every week, y'all got a crisis, so you live from crisis to crisis. But can I tell you what's coming for you in 2019? Well, your love is going to graduate To we're not always in a crisis. Baby, things are doing good. Watch. Watch. And here's the problem with it. Sometimes we're, we're afraid to admit a bad pick because the other person isn't a bad person. Oil and vinegar are not bad things. They're not. I'm going to have some after church. (laughs) Believe that. But watch. But the problem is, is that they separate if there's not conflict. They separate if there's not crisis. They separate when things are normal. Watch this. They grow apart When things are calm, they don't have an enemy right now, so they turn on one another. I know it is. And Dallas is shouting. Y'all are too. Watch. Sometimes we're afraid to admit that the other person is a bad pick because they're not a bad person. Not just romantically, even in business. In business, sometimes you can do business with people. You want to work. They want to talk about working. I wish I had some, where are my entrepreneurs at where you dealt with people like that? You, okay, come on, let's get it done, let's get it done. I just, I'm going to get a chai latte. So is that Hebrew for work? And I'm not saying anything against chai lattes. What I'm saying is, now i got to say that, um, because one of y'all emailed, email, Bishop, I really don't understand why you're against coffee. Is there a scripture? No, the Bible, in fact, says Hebrews. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, folks, I'll be back on Wednesday. Great show, great show. Okay, watch. <laughs> but sometimes they don't bring out the best in you. And you, watch this, you can love somebody that doesn't bring out the best in you. But some of your family, they don't bring out the best in you. This is (laughs) y'all. And the only reason to stop because y'all eating. Then after that. (laughs) He said, Bishop, I can't control my family. No, you can't, but you can control the level of relationship that you have with your family. If you look at Jesus' life, Jesus tells you a lot about family dysfunction. Tell me this. Tell me where was Joseph. Hmm. Uh, Secondly, tell me this. Tell me why one time Jesus was preaching, and the Bible says that his disciples said, "Uh, Jesus, your mother and brothers are out there. Tell me why they weren't in the service. Tell me why when Jesus died, the only one of his relatives that was in front of him was his mama. If you look at Jesus' life, I did a whole series called Modern Family. Go, Go get it. I did a whole series where Jesus didn't have a picturesque American family. Jesus had family dysfunction. He's the oldest brother, yet he's in ministry, but yet, watch this, his other brothers don't get with what he's doing until he's dead. They show up at the fume talking about, that's my brother, that's my brother, that's my brother, That's my." we're going to keep this Christianity thing going. Fume, excuse me, that is a southern colonialism that means funeral. Did you get this? With friends, sometimes they're great. They are so fun. But they're no good for you. Because you forget you have a job when you hang out with them. <laughs> and you out at 3:45 in the morning. <laughs> we were just talking, having nachos. Are you hear what I'm saying? Let's go Bible. Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 25, and I'm done. Are you learning? Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 25. And I confronted them. This is what I love. I love this verse. Nehemiah is a... Remember that T word I used a minute ago? Nehemiah is one of them. And I confronted them and cursed them out and beat some of them and pulled out their hair and made them take an oath in the name of God. Which means real love will get in your face and say, I love you too much to let you act crazy. I love you too much to let you do this. But in computer love generation, you know what we think? Anybody that doesn't bring me comfort is too much of a challenge. So I want to cancel. When the people who really love you, you know what they'll do? When you're acting crazy, they'll do what Nehemiah did. They confronted you. And since you wouldn't understand English, they <laughs> you read it so that you don't say, I, I... Do you see this? You say it. And then, and then when they didn't get that, Nehemiah was like. And then Nehemiah, some of the girls got wild, so Nehemiah, it was weave everywhere. I mean just everywhere. I'm joking, of course there was me. Watch. Somebody said, that's, that's real love. You know somebody really loves you. Watch. When they will confront you even if the cost is severe. See, I I wish I had some folk that were excited about real love. I'm getting ready to close this message, but is there anybody that can be thankful for the people that really love you? Husbands, I know you call it nagging, but can I tell you, she's just showing you, baby, I really love you, and I love you too much to let us go down a path that we don't have no business going down. I love you too much. Young people, thank God for your parents when they got in your face. That's why you ain't locked up. That's why you ain't dead. They loved you enough to confront you. Who can give God praise for the people who were bold enough to to confront you? People who I love, they already know. Tell them. Tell them. Oh, no, you ain't going to say nothing? Hold up. Hold up. I will pull your bald head off. I'm I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Pray for me. People, people who I really love, if I don't care, I haven't got nothing to say. Oh, they did what? Mm. Thank you. Next. Next. <laughs> I need to pause the message. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. Touching your say, and say, Bishop's a grown man. Why are you saying that? Because I heard this T-Mobile commercial. And it had this beat I like, and I said, "Hey Siri," oh, she's gonna do it. I said, "Hey Siri," and I said, "Whose song is this? What song is this?" And she did a little thing. She says, "Ariana Grande." Thank you. Next. So I had a little bit of issue, cause I'm a grown man, and I said, "For a grown man, I don't know if it's appropriate." listen don't judge me see this is why I don't tell y'all nothing because see this is how y'all do and so I turned it on I turned it on I was like but I like this and then I listened to the clean version of the song hallelujah I listened to the other one too but the one I played loud was that one because I was on my way to church I'll be back next Sunday too um Watch me. And so what happened is it was playing, and I was like, I had it up loud. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute. I'm a grown man. I don't think I'm supposed to be listening to Ariana Grande. Um, And then I just made peace with it. And I said, thank you. Next. Okay, here it is. Back to the message. (gasps) Verse 26. It says, did not Solomon, king of Israel, Sin on account of such women. Among the many nations, there was no king like him, and he was beloved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Watch this. Say this next word with me, the N-word. Nevertheless, foreign women made him to sin. Now, let me stop you right there. Foreign does not mean ethnically or racially. Stop demonizing people who look different than you. Stop building walls when you need to build a bridge. Y'all not talking to me. Touch your neighbor. Say, we love everybody and Jesus does too. There's no political in that statement. Don't start that with me. Because I don't want you to take this and say, see, don't take it there. Foreign here means, watch, that they were, watch, that they believed differently. They had different values. So watch the verse. And God made him king of Israel. Nevertheless, foreign women with different values, different beliefs, made even him to sin. Can I look at me? God doesn't stop a bad relationship decision. God won't stop a bad friend. God will sit back and see you getting ready to waste your life with the worst friend you could ever meet and say, I sent somebody to fight him and confront him and talk to him and they ignored their call and took the call of of the Judas. Watch, verse 27. Shall we then listen to you and do all this great evil and act treacherously against our God by marrying foreign women? There were three types of women that Solomon was marrying. Or excuse me, not Solomon particularly, but in the text that that they were marrying. The first were the Ashdod's. Ashdod means strongholds. A stronghold is something that has control over your spirit, your subconscious mind, your soul. It's your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, and your body. Say a stronghold. So, what a stronghold does? Uh, come here, uh, uh, three harvest worshippers. Come, three, just three. Who the first three can get can move quickly. Shimon, y'all were my fighters up front. Now y'all finna be a stronghold. But don't bring no strongholds up in here. <laughs> All right, now y'all, y'all turn and turn your back to one another. There you go. No, no, no. So, like a triangle. <laughs> okay, now come out here. Step into the light, Carolyn. You, thank you Now if they're doing a good job they're doing a good job okay now make your shoulders touch all right got it here's a stronghold no matter what you do to try to break it there's always another side that will begin to fight so watch this for some of you song strongholds entered your life let's talk romantically because you had sex and now that you've had sex, there's a stronghold that's got a hold of your mind, it has got a hold of your soul, got a hold of your spirit. And so now you can't break off a bad relationship. That's because every time you try to do that, there's another angle of it that's fighting. <laughs> Say stronghold. Some, some in friendships, you can have strongholds because you feel like if you're not there for them, come here, who's going to be there for them? Nah. So if I'm not there for them, who's going to care for them? Can, can we be real? Is that Anybody? But it's a stronghold because you can't break it even when it needs to be broken. And the Bible says you cannot break into a strong man's house and, buy him, uh, and take what he has unless you first bind the strong man. So what a stronghold does is it fortifies itself around something cancerous. Mm. It fortifies itself around something negative. It fortifies itself around something bad. And then what it does is it now dare you to get free from it. But look at your neighbor. Say everybody on this row. It's coming out of every stronghold. I need you to say it like you mean it. Every stronghold of any relationship say it's being broken right now. Sex ain't a reason to stay together. Convenience ain't a reason to stay together. A child, not if it's toxic. If it's toxic, if it's cancer, it's got to go. Say it with me. If it's toxic, if it's cancer, it's got One more time. If it's toxic, if it's cancer, it's got to go. Gracias. Mm hmm. <laughs> Still on this, too. Second type of women, Ammonites. I'm learning to speak Spanish, guys. I'm going to have it real soon. I'm, 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 I'm working. I'm going to get to this. No, no, I got to do I started this three. All I did was start it, son. I, I didn't. She came on and said, Welcome to this three, and I, that was it. Okay. Watch. But I'm going to learn. Ammonites. These are people, if you study it out, with hidden motives. Here's the danger of hidden motives. I thought you were here for me. I didn't know you were just wanted my money. I thought you were here for me. I didn't know you just wanted, watch this, the way I make you feel. I, I thought you were here. Are you catching, catching motives? And the danger with a hidden motive is that, watch this, it only often shows up when there's crisis or conflict, and when there's crisis or conflict, you're trying to address this, but something else keeps coming up, and you're like, "Well, why does this keep coming up?" It's because there's a motive that's hidden. Mm. <laughs> it, it, in Nehemiah, they were marrying people who had hidden motives. They were marrying people that were strongholds to them. It was toxic and cancerous, but they couldn't get out of it. They knew it was bad. anybody ever seen what's little got to do with it? Um, one of my favorite fav, fav movies um, for lots of reasons. I like the story of a hero and overcoming and all of that. Any overcomers in here?
0: <laughs>
1: no. I'm about done. But, but here's what I like about it. What I love about it is that um, in the movie, movie um, Anna Mae, Tina, Tina turn. she knew she needed to get, around, get away from Ike. It's a toxic, cancerous relationship. But you know what she said? I can't leave. I can't. I can't leave because I've had people do that to me. So watch this. Her loyalty wasn't even to him. Come here. Her loyalty was the little girl she was when her mama left her. So she couldn't leave him even though it was toxic and cancerous because she had a loyalty to not leaving people because of what her mama did to her when she was a child. I know it's good. Would you look at the neighbor and say, that's good eating right there. How many of us are loyal to people not even because of them, but we're loyal because of something from our own past? Watch. Third thing, and I'm getting ready to close. Third thing, third thing is the Moabites. Here's Moabites, 11:15. It means incestuous. Here's what that means specifically for us: people with the same issues as you said, they don't challenge you to get better. Somebody negative with somebody negative, we'll get together and you will look at everybody who's not negative. Why are they smiling? I know, right? Somebody with a bad attitude will give somebody with a bad attitude and they look at people with a good attitude and say, what's wrong with you? It even happens in church. Some of your neighbors ain't touched you yet. Yeah, I'm going to call them out. Because in their mind, I don't know him like that. Telling me to touch my neighbor. I, I don't even know you. We don't live next to one another. You ain't my neighbor. I'm just being funny. Catch the joke. Catch the joke. Catch the joke. Okay, people with the same issues and normally people with the same issues, find one another, link up with one another and then look at other people without those issues. And so now it's not just issues. It now becomes a stronghold. Because now we see the same. You don't challenge me to get better. You make me feel comfortable in what needs to change. So because we both lie, we just lie to one another. And I know you're lying, and you know I'm lying, but it both makes us feel good, though. We have the same issues. So because we have the same issues, neither one of us knows how to get free. Because we got the same issue. We both struggle with rejection. So our relationship is a cycle of you rejecting me, me rejecting you, you rejecting me, you rejecting. So we just go teeter-totter, boop, 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 back and forth, back, back, forth and forth. And here's the thing. A bad pick, what does the text tell us, will cause you to sin? You know what sin means? Miss tomorrow. You'll make bad decisions. I can tell when people have been talking to an Ammonite, a Moabite, or an Ashdodian. (laughs) How do you know that, Bishop? Because they start making decisions, and I'm like, hmm, okay. That's what you're going to do? Okay, great. Good luck with that. Okay. Have you ever had somebody in your life, touch them and say, give Bishop 60 seconds, that's not really true. I'm gonna use more than that, but you ever had somebody in your life that they were good and then somebody new came in their life? And then you watch their decision start deteriorating and you're like You ain't gonna be a church. You ain't serving. You ain't giving? Oh What's their name? Well, just tell me the name. Okay? Okay? People, people you know, people, if, I, if I can see, see people off sometimes, depending on the level of the relationship, I'll say, to people, hey, listen. yeah." So tell me who's in your ear. Because the decisions you're making are, are, are decisions that are causing you to sin. You're missing the mark. See, don't think of sin as just doing wrong. It means that I missed the mark so I didn't head in the right direction. Here's the second thing that these relationships do. A bad pick, the scripture says, will make you act against God. So you'll feel far from God even though you're not, but a bad pick will make you, what did the scriptures say, treacherously against God. So things that were once important to you spiritually stop becoming important. Okay? So they'll start saying stuff and feeding things that aren't helping you be a stronger Christian. They're, in fact, making you a weaker Christian. Can we be honest? We've all had both types of relationships with people that, listen to me, I'll tell it too. Really? Thank you for the two honest people. Can we all be honest? We've all had some bad picks that watch this have caused us to miss the mark and have caused us to act against God. I'm gonna take okay, now we're gonna do a real check. Let's check the room. Let's check the room. That's all of us. Should be all of us. If you haven't, you're the Ashdodian, the Ammonite and the Moabite. So you know who you are. But guess what's not happening in 2019? No bad picks of any kind. Lift your hands. I pray that your discernment would be heightened this year so that you would be able to spot if a person is a bad pick in any type, whether it be romantically, whether it be in business, whether it be in friendship. In Jesus' name, I declare your discernment is heightened. In Jesus' name, I declare that your wisdom is heightened. In Jesus' name, I decree and declare that your ability to see crazy coming and cross the street, that that's heightened. In Jesus' name, I declare that you won't have bad picks of relationships that cause you to go against God and cause you to miss the mark. I'm going to say not in 2019. In fact your circle's upgrading this year everybody around you is going to bring something to the table everybody around you is going to bring value everybody around you is going to be a partner like we talked about earlier they are going to enhance your life and we thank you that it is so in jesus name if you believe that give them glory right there church hallelujah Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Plan, streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See for details.
0: Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone.